0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am your host Teresa Reese and y'all know how we do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And tonight's poem is entitled Repeat. Here we go. Moments like these give me up in a hissy because I am a woman who desires consistency. When you start something new, make sure you can finish it too. After all, this is one of the qualities that attracted me to you. When you fall off, the questions will begin. Are we still together or are you creeping? One minute you're attentive, the next you disappear. Are you really my man? Yes, we need to go there. Communication is a must, necessary to build trust. A title just isn't enough. Your commitment is what I want, but if you don't communicate, I'm left to lean on my own understanding. The conclusion may be untrue, but that's because I haven't spoken to you. When you truly care, you don't play the game of truth or dare. You make me aware of where you're going with this relationship or in life. Even if you want to say goodbye, why do I feel like this is a repeat? of my relationships past, of the ones that didn't even last, all because honesty was something the others lacked. Please don't be another repeat of constant lies and infidelity, eventually turning your back on me. I want to believe that this time is right, but it's hard to believe when you disappear on certain nights you swear that there is no one else but your actions really put me in doubt if you want if what you say is true you need to not just say but do so that I can trust you rewind let's get it right this time So I hope that y'all have had the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. And today what I wanted to touch on is using lies as alibis. (laughs) Y'all, why do people lie? Huh. Great question, isn't it? Well, I finally decided to do a little research on why people lie. And according to our good friend, Google, people lie to avoid confrontation. They lie to avoid being embarrassed. They lie to appear to be a much better human being than they believe that they truly are. They lie to hide from an awkward situation. Actually, the list goes on. So, how can you truly tell if whether or not someone is lying to you? For me, it's going to trip some of y'all out, but it's true. How I normally can tell is because the truth will be revealed to me in a dream. Yes. If I have a question of something that's taking place in my um, living world, I guess you could say, in real time. Then what will happen a lot of times is that when I go to sleep, the answers to that question will be revealed to me in a dream. And this has been happening since I was a little bitty kid, but I just started tapping more into it and recognizing that this is... I mean, it's true. It, it happens to me a lot. The other way that I'm able to tell is because eventually the person will feel so guilty about lying to me in the first place that they'll just come clean. And then another way that I'm able to tell is because I have a tendency to remember the first response. So if I ask a few weeks later... What I'm noticing, or what I have noticed in the past, is that whenever someone lies, they tend to forget their lies. They won't remember at all. And so, give us some time. Go read back. If I will, whenever I do, I revisit that same scenario. And then the whole story has changed. It has shifted. The timing has shifted. Everything about it is off. And so, I called them to the carpet on it. And um, yeah. I believe that's one of the reasons why patience is a virtue you don't always have to confront the situation right then and there you can give it some time and let let everything be revealed and then confront the situation if you still feel as if that's something that you want to do and last but not least I have a tendency to study people so I study people all the time I study their responses. I study their behaviors. I just study people. That I've been doing that for a mighty, mighty long time. And so, in my opinion, when you study people, you learn enough about them to where you begin to notice when their behavior shifts during certain situations, during certain conversations. For example, let's say you're dating someone. And they have been consistent with calling you on a regular basis, texting you good morning, texting you good night, um, every single day. And then one day there's crickets. You don't hear from them. They don't hear from you. And so when you do reach out, they tell you, oh, I was house sitting for the weekend at my cousin Nene's. All of a sudden. They're not telling you nothing. And even though they say they went to go house it, what, the phone don't work no more? (laughs) All of a sudden, the phone is not in their presence. They can't text you good morning. They can't text you good night. They can't have a conversation with you. Yeah, that's a red flag, honey bun. So I hope you're able to smell a lie. Something is not, something is going on. And you might be the last to know so just pay attention and you don't necessarily need to call them on it when you see it and when you recognize it not at all just start observing their behavior Um, especially after you've experienced one or two disappearing acts pay real real close attention because if after you are experiencing the disappearing acts Try to see if they go back to quote-unquote normal behavior. If they don't, then, and you start to see that there's like a non-communication path that they're going down, you got all the signs that you need, honey. And so just pay close attention to that. Y'all remember back in the day when we were told um, (laughs) some of the red flags that we were recognized. I don't know. I I think it was like in a movie or something. And they were talking about, like, any time that you would be able to tell whenever someone, the person that you're speaking to, your spouse or, you know, your love interest, um, whether or not they were truly up to no good. Um, And maybe they weren't necessarily your spouse, but they could have been a viable option for you. Um, And so that's another reason why I encourage you to pay attention because. In order for you to know whether or not this is a person that you truly want to delve into having a future with, you do really got to pay attention to how it is that they act in certain situations. Um, And pretty much you want to see if they're going to be consistent or if you, you want to see if, okay, they got tired of the representative showing up. And so now you're starting to see the essence of who they truly are. And then you're able to make a conscious decision of, is this something that you want to truly, truly start to venture into? Um, Once the representative has taken a back seat and you're getting to see the true person for who they truly are. And so um, when we were that movie, the movie, I think it was a movie. But um, one of the things that I to this day, I wish I could remember the name of the movie, but I think some of y'all are going to remember when I say it. But it was one part where (laughs) it was a gentleman that had his hands up and he was like, I was working late. So a lot of y'all might remember, I cannot think of that movie, but I think you know what I'm talking about. And that was one of the signs or one of the excuses that your significant may make as to why they aren't spending as much time with you as they were before. And so you literally, whenever you start to hear, I was working late or um, I got called on, you know, I got called to go out of town last minute. And then three or four days pass and it's just like, okay, now I'm just not touching base with you when I'm right back in town. Just, you know, just pay attention to stuff like that. If they're not part of the military or whatever, and they have a normal nine to five job and all of a sudden they just, you know, they're off the face of the map. Yeah. Pay attention to that kind of stuff. Um, So even if they do say they were house sitting, okay, so your phone doesn't work. All right. Good to know. Um, one of my favorites because I actually had this experience my grandparents got sick and I had to go see about them so I'm going to share that experience with you so speaking of grandparents um, there was a young man that I was dating this is years ago but um, (laughs) I remember that I ended up catching him in two lies back to back so the first lie was that he had to run out of town really quickly because he had a sick grandma um the problem was he didn't even think to take down his weekend plans from his social media site so i don't know if it's because he believed i was so gullible that i would trust him and not do my own research as to where he truly was going and what it was that he said when he, you know, said that he was away. I don't know um, if he thought I was just going to take that at, you know. Oh, okay. He said it, so that's what it is. Yeah, no, I don't operate like that. Um, literally, I, there's one thing me and my homegirl used to always say, guilty until proven innocent. And subconsciously, I guess I still got that in me. Guilty until proven innocent. Like, in order for you to build trust with someone, You've got to do things that help to build that trust. But to be trusted automatically, yeah, that's not—that's typically not what I do. Um, yeah, it's just not what I do. I may look like I do, but no, I, I do my research. <laughs> um, but the next lie he told was that he had just spoken to a very dear friend of mine apparently he didn't know just how close me and this guy were because we've known each other for over 30 years so i don't think that he really knew how close we were but he made the comment to me that um as he was heading out of town to go see his sick grandma that he had come he had literally ran into my good friend at a convenience store and little does he know We always conversed. And so because we always conversed, I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that there was no way in this lifetime or the next that he would be in the same city and not tell me. And so as soon as old boy told me that, oh, yeah, I just saw him at the convenience store. I made a phone call, called him up to see if what old boy was saying was, in fact, the truth. And lo and behold, it was a bald face lie. So I politely sent, oh boy, a message via text and I told him that he needed to keep that same lying energy and lose my entire phone number. Then I shared a, a, a few other choice words to let him know that I knew that he was lying about his sick grandma and where he truly was at for the weekend. And um, yeah, the way my mind works If you lie about the little things, you'll lie about even bigger things. So what I prefer is an honest man over a habitual liar any day of the week. So I let him go. Now, a few months later, he dedicates a song to me. And pretty much the song was confessing that he had cheated. I already knew that. You don't have to, like, confirm it through a song. I already knew what you were up to when you started lying. And so my whole thing is this, there was no ring on my finger. And maybe that's another reason why I'm so passionate about people with integrity and having honesty and all of that is because if we're in a, let's say we'll just, I'm gonna say friendship zone. If we're in the friendship zone, in my mind, the way my mind is set up, I have no reason to lie to you. I have no reason not to tell you my whole truth unapologetically there's no reason because there's nothing vested we're getting to know each other so if you feel at the introduction of getting to know someone that you still got a lie to them to me you're not even setting a solid foundation for a solid relationship I feel like genuine relationships are based off of truth if you if that's all it is is a lie then the whole relationship this is my opinion is a lie And so I don't really get with that program, so to speak, but I know that there are a lot of people that have been programmed to lie. And I just, I can't, I can't co-sign for that. So a few ways that you can tell whether or not your boo or your, your close friend or whatever is lying is to pay close attention to their conversations. Guilty folks will tend to operate differently differently after a guilt after a guilty act so pay close attention to that and i don't know what it is about that but you know if you're paying attention you'll see it's just something that they do and so um yeah notice how they begin to move once suspicion kicks in like, you may not even say anything. You might just kind of look at them sideways. But you may not say anything. But notice their body language. Notice how they're speaking to you. Notice how they're interacting. Guilty people just have a way of acting guilty. I don't know what that's about. But it just it just works out that way. It just works out that way. And so, um, don't ignore your intuition either. Because women, we have and intuition for a reason and i believe that one of the reasons is to help us guard our hearts men y'all also can pick up when something just doesn't feel right don't ignore that either i was in a room in clubhouse this is about a few weeks back and there was a young man who said that he was dating a lady and um, his best friend fell on hard times and so they all ended up living together shortly and he said that he noticed how the atmosphere changed and he noticed how initially when the best friend had moved in you know he would not stay at the house without him being present because his girlfriend lived there but over time he got comfortable and he started staying there when his friend was leaving so he said one particular day he ended up turning back around and going back into the the apartment and discovered that his girlfriend and his best friend were sleeping together that's not the only incident that I've heard of like that But he followed his intuition. He felt like something wasn't right. He noticed how their body language had changed. He noticed how his friend, now all of a sudden you want to be at the house when I'm not there. He paid attention to the signs. And in him paying attention to the signs, he found out the best friend and the girlfriend were lying to him. And so if you don't ignore what you see, then chances are if you're having that feeling you're having that feeling for a reason something is off kilter something is not right and sometimes will you miss the mark yes there may be times that you may be close to it and not quite So I'll give you another example of how you may be close to it, but you just, you know, you have a feeling that something ain't right, but you're just totally off the radar. And it could be something good. So one of those examples, I have a dear friend of mine that she, um, me and her, we used to work side by side together. So we were at work and I had met her boyfriend and um, just seeing, because I love love relationships. I'm a people watcher. And so just watching how they engage with each other, I could tell that he was madly in love with her. And so she had made the comment to me. She's like, Teresa, I really believe that he's cheating on me. And I was like, girl, that man is not cheating on you. And she's like, how do you know? I said, I I see the way he looks at you. He knows that he hit the jackpot when he hits you. He knows that you are a rare jewel. He knows that you are the one for him. Like, he just knows. And I said, it's the way he looks at you. I could tell that he's madly in love with you. And so she's like, you think so? And I was like, yeah. So then time goes on. And they had gotten a dog together. So she sends me a message and she's just like, oh my goodness. She was like, "Um, look what the dog and my guy got today. And I'm looking for a gift for the dog, right? I'm looking like maybe a new collar or something. I look a little closer. It was an engagement ring. So he had proposed to her. So where she was being suspicious, thinking that he was potentially cheating, I'm glad that she, you know, consulted other people instead of jumping the gun and going off on him, um, because he wasn't cheating. He was merely trying to be secretive because he was trying to figure out a way to propose to her, get her ring size, all of that without her ever knowing. Now they're happily married. They have a, a baby. He's so adorable. I got to meet him this past weekend. So, so adorable looks like a little Gerber baby, just so cute, but I digress. And so yes, there will be times that you will suspect that something is not right because you've noticed that there's a change in how this person is carrying themselves, how it is that they're treating you or whatever, but it's not always a negative. Sometimes it can be a positive. And I just gave you an example of that. (laughs) And so um, how you can tell though, if Someone is not being completely honest with you is when they are speaking to you and they are avoiding eye contact This may be a sign that they're lying however nowadays Bonafide liars can look you straight in your eyes and never blink So you may want to pair this with a few other things just to be sure He or she will touch their face or fidget with their hands or fidget with something else while they're sharing their story. That's another way that you can kind of gauge if "Ah, something about this dog don't hunt. They avoid you altogether. Once they have spoken on the matter, then what they'll start to do is avoid you because they're afraid that you'll ask them all the right questions and you'll find out the truth. So they start to avoid you like the plague, hence the disappearing act. That's one of the ways that you can tell is when they start to disappear. And he or she can't produce receipts. So, y'all know <laughs> the more reality shows that you watch or whatever, you hear them talk about where the receipts, where the receipts, Bobo, where the receipts, you know, that they, <laughs> they can't produce receipts, baby, because that's evidence. They don't have evidence of where they said they were. So they're not gonna be able to produce receipts. That's another telltale sign to somebody lying. It is what it is. But those are just a few ways to recognize when you're being lied to. So what do you plan to do once you get this information? So let's just say you find out that your boo is lying. Now, giving you a scenario where it could be good news, right? Well, then in that case, you're going to rejoice because they were lying because they had a surprise for you. Okay, I get that. That's an exception to the rule. We talking about the actual rule, though. How about when they're lying, they have no just reason to lie to you, but it's something that they do like it's a hobby. What are you going to do with that information? Now, if it's a fairly new relationship, like if y'all are just friends, literally just friends or even acquaintances for that point, you ain't even got to the friendship part. You're just acquaintances and you discover that this person is a liar. The next thing that you may want to do is figure out, are you in their life in order? Like, are they a mission? You know, is this someone that maybe you were placed in their life not to be a significant other, not to be their love interest, but really just to help them through the um, nuances of their life. If that's the case, then you can be strategic in how you approach the situation just to let them know that that may, you know, maybe they're a manic liar. Um, And if that's the case, are you seeking help? You know, like there may be a conversation that you need to have with them to see, like, you know, are they even aware that this is something that you picked up on? um, And that if they are one day wanting to have a successful relationship... This may be something that they may may want to delve into deeper to figure out where the root of that is. And so they can uproot that and not bring that into their next relationship for the sake of, you know, hoping that they can have a successful relationship where lying is not a part of the equation. And so, um, so it does depend on how vested you are in the relationship. That's one thing that you got to factor in. Um, I've heard some men say that they literally only lie To protect the woman and I've heard some women say that they do it for the same reason but honestly if you're asking me I believe that's a lie so and I'm not like I said we've already talked about the exception to the rule I'm talking about the actual rule so what I don't understand is how a person can possibly look at lying as a way of protecting I don't see how that goes hand in hand In my opinion, how you protect the one that you care about or the one that you love is to avoid being placed in a position which would require you to lie in the first place. So have you ever heard anyone say something like, if my kids can't come to, I don't need to be there? I believe that that's like a moral compass for that individual. And another example is if, like, let's say I have a cell phone and I have a password on that cell phone. If I'm able to give that password to my children that's another moral compass that means that obviously if my children have access to my passcode that means that they have access to everything that's on my phone and if they have access to everything that's on my phone then apparently there's nothing on my cell phone which that you know that I would feel like would incriminate me or that they'll find to incriminate me like this Not only means that, you know, I'm making sure that I'm walking a righteous path, but it also means that I trust my children. And I look at that when it comes to your relationships. Like I've shared this with you all in the past is that my um, stepdad, he allows my mom to have access to his cell phone at any given moment and vice versa. I believe that there has to be a level of trust there. Um, in order for you to be able to do that in order for you to literally be like here's my phone and I'm not worried about what you find in my phone I'm not worried about you looking at my text messages I'm not worried about somebody calling I'm not worried about none of that because I have nothing to hide from you I feel like that is what builds trust and that's different for everyone there's some people that's just like you ain't going through my phone and I, I still ain't got none to hide but you ain't gonna find out um, there's some people that feel that way it really just depends on you but In my opinion, if I'm if you're someone that I'm saying that I trust and I'm someone that you're saying that that excuse me, if you're someone that I'm saying that I trust and I'm someone that you're saying that you trust those types of scenarios may end up. Taken place at some point in the Relationship just depending on How serious you two become And so if you feel as if You can't hand me over your cell phone I'm going to have a whole bunch of question marks If I feel as if I can't hand you over my Cell phone you should have a bunch of Question marks um, and that's Just an example but I'm just saying like what are we Hiding what is it that we're hiding So yeah And I understand that not everyone has Children however if This is just my opinion. If you wouldn't lie to your children because you don't want to hurt them, why would you lie to the person that you say you care about or you love, but then use the same excuse of not wanting to hurt them? Does that make sense? Why is it that you wouldn't lie to your children because you don't want to hurt them, but you're okay to lie to the person that you say you care about because you don't want to hurt them? Something about that. I just see a lie in that. And so, um, it's just something to think about. It's like, you know, why, why am I lying to you? What is the purpose? Is that, I'm a, is that I'm afraid of losing you? And if I'm afraid of losing you, why would I want to base this relationship on lies? Because eventually, if that's how I started off, and I remember my best friend said that and I, it has stuck with me to this day. She said, how you start a relationship off is how that relationship typically ends, so if you start a relationship off based on lies, it's going to end based on lies. That's if neither one of you are willing to repent. If neither one of you are willing to right your wrongs, then yes, it's, it's like a self-fulfilled prophecy. It's going to come to pass. So I believe that lies and lying is like having a cancer. It spreads quickly. So once infected, the little lie turns into many big lies over time. So why do so many people choose to lie and use their lies as alibis to begin with? One of the reasons is, is because I believe that they're just greedy. They want their cake and they want to eat it too, period. And maybe for some of them, one person just isn't enough. They got to spread themselves thin. So they got to, I got this person in the, you know, what is it? They got a song talking about, I got different hoes in different area codes. I'm not calling you a hoe. I'm just saying. There are times when this person, if, it, if they're a liar, they may have different people that they're dealing with in different area codes, and instead of just being honest with you and saying, I'm trying to figure out who my viable, who's my most viable option, who I'm most compatible with, instead of just telling you that truth and letting you sit with that truth to see if whether or not that's something that you want to co-sign for, they just make the decision for you. They don't tell you nothing. You find out after the fact after feelings have been invested then all of a sudden it's just like what you know that's that's why people be acting crazy y'all try to figure like a lot of y'all be like i don't know why she why she snapped i don't know why she went off i don't know why she just cursed me out did it ever dawn on any of you i'm talking about the people that you know be acting dumbfounded has it ever dawned on you that maybe the reason why she snapped or the maybe the reason why she went off is simply because you lied You had her believing one thing. You convinced her that the lie was the truth. She fell for what she thought was the truth. And then she finds out months later that it was a bald-faced lie. Yes, it's going to make her feel some type of way. When I look over the course of my relationships and I look over any time that I was volatile in those relationships, it was because I was lied to in one way, form, or fashion because the whole truth was not presented to me. Then I look at the relationship. It was one solid. No, it's been two. But it was one particular one that stands out. And one of the reasons why we were able to have the type of relationship that we did, in my opinion, is because he told me the truth, good, bad, ugly, or indifferent. And I did the same with him. And to this very day, we are still good friends. Because we opted to be honest with each other, even if our honesty hurt the other person. But we loved each other enough to be like, I'm just going to tell you the truth. We're going to deal with it. We're going to get through it. You know what I'm saying? You may not speak to me for a couple of days or whatever because you need to process what it is that I've shared with you. But I value you and I want you to know my whole truth, whether it's good, bad, ugly, or indifferent. And then it allows me to see if you're really here to stick and stay. Like, are you here to be a true friend to me? Or are you here for what you can get from me? I believe that that's another reason why honesty is something that, you know, I practice on a regular basis. Because by me being my authentic self, I get to see who's truly for me and who's truly against me. Who really just can't stand me. Um, And they may not say it, but their actions show it. So it's just like, okay, but guess what? What you see is what you get. So, yeah, you, you really don't like me. You know what I'm saying? So being completely honest, that allows me to see the people that are truly for me and the people that are truly against me. Because I'm operating in my authenticity. I'm operating in who it is that I am. And so, yes, there are going to be times that I'm going to ruffle your feathers and tick you off and all that kind of stuff. That's just a part of being human. But at the same time, can you handle my truth? So anytime that someone is doing this, branding themselves thin, I believe when they're operating in this way that it's truly robbing a person as well as themselves true of true love. Because you got to think about it. If you're dealing with someone for months, this whole time you have, that's why they call a representative, honey. But this whole time you have bonded with the representative. And then you find out, this ain't even who you are. This is not even who you are. So now, I done fell in love with a lie. That's not true love. That's not true love. That means that's not true. You fell in love with a lie. You fell in love with the representation of who you thought it was that you were dealing with. I have a really good friend of mine. And I hate that she went through this, but she literally met a dude and the guy that she met was everything that she could check off on her list, had all of the qualities that she wanted in a guy. He told her just about everything that she wanted to, you know, that she wanted. And months later, she discovers he's a narcissist. He didn't mean half of what he said He was talking just to be talking Mission was accomplished But he was living a double life And it's like You gotta To have to pick up the pieces After you literally have thought That you met your guy Your person Your purpose mate And then to have to pick up the pieces Because He would nothing That she thought he was that's painful. That's devastating. That's enough to make some people lose their ever-loving minds. Because it's like, I thought I knew you. So I I, I have a very hard time. I have a very, very hard time. Believing that a person who operates in a very... Fabricated life could have your best intentions at heart. And I have a very hard time believing that they think that lying can lead to love. Now, it may lead to you falling in love with them, although they know that they're lying about who they say they are. But for it to be a mutual exchange, no, honey. I believe that you have to literally lead with the truth. Lying may lead to lust. But I believe that true love is based on truth. That's why they call it true, true love. It starts with true. It's not called lie love. It's called true love. So I believe that true love is based on truth. Your truth, his truth. Your truth, their truth. Her truth. Who's ever truth. You got to be truthful with yourself. Now I've heard some testimonies. Where the truth wasn't initially provided. To the other person. And. Whether it be intentions. Or the like. Maybe they didn't expose their true intentions at first. Maybe they didn't tell you all that they intend to do with their future maybe they only gave you parts but eventually i believe that one of the reasons why some of these relationships were able to flourish over time is because eventually the whole truth was told So now, even if you based it off of, let's say, I'm going to use age for an example, because that's like the first thing that came to my mind. So let's say that you tell someone that you're 35, but you're really 42. So y'all start dating and he's 45. So he's looking at you and he's just like, you know, it's hard to believe that I'm 10 years older than you. And then time goes on and then you're like, you know what? I'm really starting to develop feelings for you. I need to tell you my whole truth. The thing of it is, is that I've always had this complex about my age. And because I know that I could pull off the fact that I look 35, that I've just been running with that. But I don't want to do that to you. So, no, that's pretty much like my alter ego. I feel 35, so I say I'm 35. But my true age is 42. So now you've given him your truth. He can decide if he still wants to deal with you. Now he may laugh it off because men are a little bit, they're they're a little bit different. So he may laugh it off and be like, child, I knew the whole time that you were in your 40s. I I gl- I took a glimpse at your um ID one day when we went out to eat. I've been knowing, but I thank you for telling me you're true. I still care, I still want to proceed with this relationship. Okay, we're good. But let's say, on the other hand, you are 15 years old and you are telling this. 30 year old man that you are 25 years old, honey you are putting him in a very compromising situation that could mess up his entire life entire life because you chose to lie because you chose to tell him a lie. Now, granted, he should have did his research. He should have tried to find out who you're affiliated with, who you're related to, to try to, you know, if you do look old or whatever, just to make sure. Let me see some identification. But nowadays, I know people use fake IDs. I'm just saying. But he, yes, should he have done his due diligence? Yes. But there are a lot of men that are sitting in prison right now because of statutory rape, because someone lied about their age. So now they're serving sentences that they shouldn't have never had to serve um, because someone lied about their age. So the reason why I say like you just can't you can't expect for good to come out of lies and to think that that's a possibility. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I just think you're better off telling the truth. Shame in the devil. I mean, that's just what I think. But, you know, it is what it is. People gonna do what they want to do. So what about you? Are you using lies as alibis? If so, how is that working out for you? Are you able to sleep with the clear conscious at night? Or is the guilt slowly but surely gnawing away at you? I know so many people who have chosen the pathway of deceit and lies. It seems like such a miserable path to me. Constantly having to come up with another half-truth to cover up the last lie. It just sounds like it's too much. Then, when I offer the alternative, just tell them the truth to shame the devil. I get this. You don't understand, Teresa. Teresa. <laughs> I'm not trying to understand. I'm not. I'm not trying to understand why you would choose the pathway to lie. It makes no sense to me. That's not how I was raised. I was raised to tell the truth, even if it hurts. That's how I was raised. So no, I don't understand. I just feel like you should just tell the truth. I mean, and there have been times, don't get me wrong. That might actually be why I'm single. Trust me. I get it because everybody can, I handle my truth. I'm, Constantly letting you know what it is that you're up against. I'm constantly letting you know what it is that I bring to the table. I am the mother of six beautiful children. Everybody can't handle that truth. I have four baby daddies. Everybody cannot handle that truth. Although all of them are married, I still have that as my truth. Although five of my children are now grown, young adult, young adult people. I just, I can't believe that. I'm just still in a state of shock. And my youngest is 15 years old. People cannot, not everybody can handle my truth. I know that my purpose partner has to be someone that is not easily intimidated by my past. But I'm going to tell my truth regardless. First of all, that allows me to see who's going to fall by the wayside. Let's just, I mean, let's just call it what it is. It's like, okay, you can't handle my truth. You know, I hope you have a nice life. I know you hope I have one too, but yeah, we're, we're not meshing. It's not going to work. You can't handle my truth, but I would rather tell the truth and say, Like one of my children tried to tell me, stop telling everybody you got six children, mama. We grown. We not even part of the equation. But you're still my kids, though, which means that our paths are still going to cross. There may be times that you need me for something that I may have to take a trip to go see about you. So I'm going to tell them I have six beautiful children. Now, granted, financially, I'm not funding y'all, all all of y'all. But, you know, three of them live with me. But I'm just saying, like, I get that. I get that you're just like, stop telling them that you have six children. Just tell them that you only have three. No, that's lying. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. So let the cards fall where they may. If I stay single for the rest of my life, at least I lived in my truth. I was just raised differently. I'm the same person who lost her virginity at a park in a car. And came home and told my mom. I'm the same person who skipped school on senior skip day in high school and came home and told my mom. When the principal called her to tell on me, he couldn't because I'd already told her myself. So my mom simply told the principal, I know Teresa came home and told me already. Who does that? I do. I'm the same person who, as soon as I found out that I was pregnant with my first child, I came home and told my mom. Now, granted, I got put out of the house. (laughs) I got put out of the house by my stepdad four days later. But I still came home and told my mom. I dealt with the consequences. I dealt with the consequences. Good, bad, ugly or indifferent. I dealt with the consequences. Your truth may not be something that gives you a reward you know your truth is going to still have consequences but I dealt with the consequences as they came while still living in my truth I was raised to tell the truth and I haven't stopped telling my truth do I piss people off sometimes because I tell my truth unapologetically most definitely Do I inspire others because I tell my truth unapologetically? Absolutely. What exactly do I expect to gain from telling my truth in love? A clear conscience, honey. That's what I want. A clear conscience. I want to be able to sleep at night. That's what I want. So that's why I tell the truth. I love being able to sleep with a clear conscience. I absolutely love it. Now. If you are in an abusive relationship and your spouse is a habitual liar, don't you go getting extra bold and confront your abuser, which could potentially cost you your life. I am not co-signing for that. Because I tried it once, honey. And had I not had witnesses present to peel him off of me, I would not be sharing this with y'all today. But I was bold enough back then to confront my ex after i had put two and two together and caught him in a lie next thing i knew i was fighting for my life literally he tried to choke the living daylights out of me that's the one thing liars hate and that's being exposed so don't try to be nobody's superhero use wisdom And if you lack wisdom, please pray for it. Pray for godly wisdom. If you don't believe in God, honey, I don't know what to tell you. But pray for wisdom. And always do your best to take care of you. Emotionally, mentally, physically, psychologically, and spiritually. I hope this episode encourages someone. Because if it encourages at least one person, then I've done what I was called to do. So now I'm going to read a letter to my future hubby and it is dated July the 26th of 2021. Here we go. Dear future hubby, I am an honest woman. Are you an honest man? If I did have a list of the qualities that I desire in my purpose partner, I would have to say this would be one of the qualities on my list mainly because i've had my share of dating liars and didn't give quite and it didn't quite work out for me okay maybe calling them liars is a bit harsh so i'll call them fibbers (laughs) does that sound better nevertheless i would prefer not to have to deal with this type of energy going forward i understand that even when you are honest you can ruffle a few feathers simply because Everyone cannot handle your honesty, but I hope you and I will be able to harmonize our honesty and this will work for us rather than against us. Wherever you are and whatever you are doing on this day, I hope that you are experiencing the most amazing day. I love you. Love, Teresa. So this is going to conclude my episode, but I do hope that it has blessed someone. Um, Do me a huge favor. Please take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl Teresa.